Welcome to the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited to have each and every single one of you here with us today. My hope is that I got a chance to see you either on Monday night at our Goodyear campus or on Wednesday night at our Buckeye campus. But regardless of whether or not you come to our meetings, you simply missed or you live in a different state or a different country, my hope is that you can join in on the conversation that we're having here today. And we just want you to know that we love you so much. Uh, today, I've uh, got a really special treat, a really fun opportunity to have a conversation with a new friend. And uh, he, he didn't share his testimony at our CR, so uh, you didn't miss him. You know, you're like, where did this guy come from? Uh, really excited to be able to have this conversation. Really grateful uh, to my buddy Dylan who made this connection. Um, he, he's not necessarily in Celebrate Recovery, but certainly in uh, the re- recovery world here. And so, uh, yeah, I'd love, could you, could you introduce yourself for us? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Alika. I'm a grateful follower of Jesus Christ. Alika, super grateful to have you here on the podcast. Yeah, man. thank you. So am I, man. Thank you, Dylan, for, for introducing me to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so I personally, I would love to hear some of your story. And of course, you know, for our listeners who, who haven't got a chance to meet you, could you just tell us a little bit, kind of, you know, what's your story, what kind of brought you into the program and, and, and where are you at today, man? Okay, so I am, uh, I'm born and raised in Hawaii. I'm from the Big Island. Um, and, you know, what, what, what I got in me into drugs and alcohol, really, in the beginning was I liked the effect that it produced for me because naturally I'm introverted. Mm. But everybody I surrounded myself with was extrovert. So mm. every time I tried to behave like them in a sober state of mind, I would, uh, you know, make a fool out of myself. So, so drugs and alcohol was my solution to all my problems, you know. Um, but kind of fast forward the tape, what got me into recovery was uh, I moved to California in 2016. I was staying with my sister, and all of my lies just started compounding, mm-hmm. and my sister just kept pressing me. She just kept pressing me and pressing me, you know, until the truth finally came out. And once it did, she didn't even believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was, um, I kept my drug use, specifically my drug use, uh, a secret from my immediate family for 20 years. Wow. They, they, they had no idea. Um, they knew I drank a lot, you know, but they didn't know I was doing drugs. So, you know, when my secret came from the dark into the light, it was it was like that same ease and comfort I felt from drugs and alcohol, you know, when I first started drinking and using. And, um, you know, I, me personally, I like to equate darkness with ignorance. Hmm. Me, you know, I was very ignorant to my problem. Uh, but I was even more ignorant to my solution. Wow, yeah. You know, it's kind of like like in this room right now. If this room was dark and we came in here, we turn on the light switch. You guys ever notice the darkness never fights with the light to stay mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. It's instantly gone. Yeah. And that's how I felt, you know, with my secret. I mean, that. I mean, it was just tearing me up inside, man, keeping that a secret for 20 years. Yeah. You know, it was just, just a horrible way of living. I developed certain, like, uh, thinking patterns and behaviors. As a Christ follower, I accepted Jesus at 15 years old. Wow. That's the same age I started doing drugs. Mm. You know, it's crazy. Like, I went from the, uh, you know, from the red jersey to the blue jersey. Now yeah. the red team trying to kill me. But yeah. I'm unaware of it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm totally unaware of it. Uh, and, and to be honest, you know, you know, the Bible says that Jesus is the rock of offense mm. to the disobedient. And I, I, was diso- I was a habitual disobedient Christ follower. Mm. You know, I said, yes. Yes, I'm in getting into heaven, but I want to live life my way, though, God. Sorry. Right. And he said, okay, no problem. You can run in your will. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know? See what and, happens. Yeah. And yeah. I got beat up by life. Um, and, you know, eventually 
Uh, I was beaten in, into submission, mm -hmm. you know, long story short. Sure. But I'm just truly grateful, man, for, for the life I have today, for the thinking. I still got all my fingers and toes. You know, I believe God's grace and mercy, especially his mercy, it shielded me from jails, institutions, and death. Like, I had all these bullets with my name on it, and God's mercy stepped right in front of it. Yeah. Amen. And I get, I get so emotional, especially when I talk about that, because... I shouldn't be here. I really shouldn't be here. Yeah. I really shouldn't. But I recognize that it's God's mercy to keep me safe. It's his mercy that woke me up today. Right. Man, I'm so grateful. Like, it, For me, I don't think there's another great, more grateful human being on the planet than you. <laughs> you know, that's just how yeah. it feels for me because yeah. man, I love God, man. All these things, he never had to do none of this stuff for me. The reason why I can love today because he loved me. Yeah. Why I can forgive because he forgave me. Why I can show, extend grace and mercy because grace and mercy was extended to me. Right. You can ask my wife. I, I'm really good at doing that stuff because I think of all the horrible things I've done and how God said, hey, bro, I love you unconditionally. I don't care. Good, bad, right, wrong. I love you. Yeah. And God never actually tells me, I love you because. Mm -hmm. The moment he tells me, I love you because, it ceases to be agape love. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, I, I love you because. If, if he loved me because I'm a good person, I better continue to be a good person so he loves me. <laughs> you see? So it would cease to be agape love. So because he's my example, that's, that's how I love my wife. Mm. You know, good, bad, right, wrong, you know, and my son. But it's only because I have experienced that from God. It's the only reason why I can reciprocate it. You yeah. know, left to my own devices, man, I screw everybody's life up. Same. Uh, yeah, I, I like to share at our meetings, man. Like, the only reason I'm even here is because I'm the most screwed up guy in the room, you know? And I, and it's just through God's grace and through submission to him that he shows up and does what, you know, I'm incapable of doing. And uh, I love that, man. And I could definitely see that in the way that you talk, the way that you act. And I would love to kind of talk a little bit more about so obviously, long, long kind of road getting you uh, sober and go, go, going, through, going through different meetings, and I mean, we talked even about going to different CRs, and you know, not all CRs are <laughs> are necessarily <laughs> equal, right? We we, yeah. we got to find our place, you know, and 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 even though this is you know the CR checkup podcast, you know, it's not like it's CR or else, you know, it's like right. we 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 love all of this stuff, man, and and we want people to find something that's going to be able to work for them and to be able to just work the program, the twelve steps, and really their biblical comparisons. It's it's the spirit spiritual disciplines that are in the steps that are the most important, not necessarily the group, not necessarily the building or anything like that. It's taking those responsibilities, taking those spiritual disciplines seriously, applying them to our lives, practicing them in all of our affairs. That's where the rubber meets the road. Like mm -hmm. That's where we really find true long-lasting recovery. And so that happened in your life. And of course, this is <laughs> just taking all your, you know, years and like just piling and just, yeah. you know, summing, summarizing it really, really quickly. But at some point, right, you, you were, you know, you went from barely scraping by and, and just getting sober to now where you're at. We're talking about this. You're now a counselor. You went through school mm -hmm. and you started this, this nonprofit. To, like what? Like, what was that process like? Like, why is it so important for you to not just stay sober, mm -hmm. but take what God has given to you and share it with the next person? I love that question, bro. <laughs> I wish people would ask me that more often. Um, but, you know, to be honest, um, sobriety is not enough. You mm -hmm. know, being sober is not enough. 
It's much more than that. Because you separate me from drugs and alcohol, I can still lie to you. I can steal all your stuff. I can still manipulate you. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. So um, I went into the rooms looking for sobriety, but then I found recovery. And um, that's, you know, when I started to build my relationship with God, I literally, within the first maybe three years of being sober, I literally spent hundreds of hours in my Bible and and my big book, Mm -hmm. really, you know. <laughs> I forgot the question. <laughs> no, that's okay, man. Yeah, but like, why do you want to take this to the oh. next person? Oh, like, yeah. What, okay. What's uh, and, and tell us a little bit. You know, uh, pro recovery power. That's mm-hmm. the that's the organization. What's that about? And why why do you do it, man? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, through my um, addiction, uh, birth my purpose. Yeah. You know, um, like Rick Warren, he wrote that book, Purpose Driven Life. Yeah. I read it my first year. Uh, I was at Sober Living, my first year sober. I read it in there. Literally, I'm not kidding. The first words in that book is, "It's not about you." Yeah. I missed that memo, you know, <laughs> you know, for 20 years. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to be like God. I'm not supposed to be God? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, um, but, uh, you know, purpose, for me, purpose, I'm, I am I am, purpose-driven to the max. Like, yeah. And it's much more, you know, purpose is much more than than, than dedication, than, than motivation, than inspiration. Like, it's purpose. Like, I wake up different today. Like, I know why I'm on this planet now. Yeah. I understand. I know it's not about me. It, like, all my gifts, all my talents that God has given me, it's not for me. Right. It's for other people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would try to use it for me, for my gain. Yeah. Very, I was in business. You know, I had a lot of selfish ambition, yeah. uh, you know, money. I love to make money. I still love to make money, sure. but you know, money money makes a great tool, but it's an awful god. You know, I, I found yeah, that one out. Yeah, you know. And um, real quick, before and, and I definitely want to get into the, the organization, but I would really love for the listener. Can you share how, how does that happen? How do we go from being and, and of course we got to. It's a process, but like, was there a moment like it clicked for you, or is like, oh my gosh, man, like it makes sense finally. Like, how do how do and again, this is generalizing, but mm-hmm. but for those who are maybe struggling, like man, I just can't, see, I just can't get rid of my selfishness. I can't see how my gifts are meant for another person. Like, can you explain, you know, kind of just shortly what that process, like what what really made the difference for you mm-hmm. that ma- that allowed you to switch that, flip that switch? Okay, uh, this is I'll tell you exactly how it happened. It, you know, in Matthew six thirty three, it talks about seeking God first, seek yeah. Him, and everything will be added unto you or given unto you. Um, and that's what I started doing, yeah. really. Mm. And because I started seeking uh, uh, him first, mm. everything, my, my finances, my health, I met my wife, uh, my relationships, yeah. everything started falling into place, opportunities, yeah. m- uh, opportunities to make more money, yeah. meeting new people, making different connections. You know, but, it, you know, to be honest, like all the literature I've ever had, uh, I've ever gone through that has to do with recovery or being sober, um, Everything, the bottom line is uh, the reason why I do have the life I have today is not because necessarily I work my 12 steps. Right. It's not because I call my sponsor every day. It is because of my obedience to God. Amen. That is why I have the life I have today. Um, you know, tithing. When yeah. I got sober, I started tithing. <laughs> I wasn't about to give up my money when I was active in my addiction, you know? Yeah. You know, I wanted to. My heart wanted to. But but my selfishness, my my flesh Oh, it would take over, man. It, yeah. There's no good thing in this in this on my arm right there. Right. You know, like Paul says. Um, but it was me 
I was ready. First of all, number one, yeah. I was ready. Okay. I was ready to be sober. I was ready to to take suggestions, to follow directions, and to do whatever. Whatever I need. I, I was like, man, I'm dying. Somebody help me. Yeah. Like, please, what do I do? What do I do? Just show me what to do. I, I will do it. And, uh, I mean, I was one of the few people who actually did it because I yeah. was ready. It's not, you know, I don't think addiction and, and, and wanting to recover, it's a matter of willpower. It's just a matter of, bro, are you ready or not? Yeah. That's it. You know, go, you're sure. not ready. Maybe go try some control drinking then. See? Yeah. See, 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 see how that happens, works. Right. See what happens. Yeah. You know, you know, um, and that that's that's unfortunate though because I've met people that have died before they hit their bottom. Yeah, you know. So, well, it sounds like, and and I think that, and this is so difficult with the the steps, you know, and and uh, the questions and answer pamphlet in AA it talks about for sponsorship. It says like the role of the sponsor is to amuse the alcoholic until the twelve <laughs> steps have enough time to do what they're supposed to do, right? And I feel like that's so much the what, like what has to happen. Like it sounds like what you're saying is like you had a spiritual experience, right? Yes. And it's like I you were willing, it, I, you know, we were willing, and we we went in here, mm. we we took we took it seriously, and we tried it out. Like we tried it on, we saw the benefits. And we're like, yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because, yeah, like I'm sitting here asking a question, like, how does it happen, man? And there, a lot of it's unexplainable, mm-hmm. right? Just putting it to the to the test, really believing that it's possible, and then you know, it, seeing that what happens. Yeah, you know, like because even you know, as a Christian. Like, um, I learned that, you know, the opposite of faith, a lot of people say the opposite of faith is, is doubt, but, but, but the opposite of faith is sight really yeah. because, um, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So my eyes been lying to me yeah. all these years of, you know, like, Oh man, once I start, I can't stop, man. I'm a drug addict. I'm, I'm alcoholic. I'm just so selfish. I'm labeling, labeling. I'm disagreeing with what God says about me. Right. And I did that for 20 years. It wasn't until I, I came into agreement with him and how that happened again is me seeking after. Him. Yeah. I mean, my recovery and my relationship with God, it, it doesn't uh, happen in a day. It happens daily. Yeah, it is a good. daily thing that I do, you know, because um, I come from 12-step culture. So I've had people that uh, who are non-believers and they're my friends and, and they would, they're, they're kind of stabbing me when they would ask me this question. It was probably about maybe two years sober I was about. And they would, they would pretty much the question would be this. Well, why well, is a Christian... How could you have been addicted to drugs and alcohol for 20 years? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm a human being too, you know? Yeah. But apparently, like, you know, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be perfect. Or I don't know where these guys, these guys got this idea. Right. But but really what they were saying was, look, Jesus don't work, bro. Right. Your God don't work. See, look, my 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 God, the doorknob over here, that my God works. Mm. So, like, what I would do, and then I would, I would get it often. I just made a video and I posted it to just, mm. here, I answer everybody at once. So when people have asked me that, I immediately, I take them right behind Romans 12 too, mm-hmm. where God says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Yeah. And, you know, then said, then you will know God's perfect plan for your life. I know that now, you know, because right. I renew my mind on a daily basis. You know, the like an unrenewed mind will always fight against God. That's mm-hmm. why the, the Bible does not describe the devil as being God's enemy. God has no enemies, literally. Mm-hmm. The only thing that, that it talks about is a carnal mind, mm-hmm. is an unrenewed mind. That is the enemy of God. Mm-hmm. That's why I make it intentional to renew my mind on a daily basis. Like, I take my walk with God serious today. Like, I need to spend my time with Him in the morning. Even if I can't, we're going baby now. 
uh, every day, mm-hmm. some somewhere. Like I, I uh, watch a ton of uh, sermons. I take notes. I watch it over and over and over yeah. and over. Take notes. Take notes. Take notes. Um, you know, going to church, of course. I attend church. You know, but church is not just on Sundays. Church right. is every day for me. Yeah. You know, and church is I. We are the church. We are We're the not church, the, the yeah. building is not the church. You know. Right. So I, I, you know, seeking after God. I mean, things started to be revealed to me. I started, you know, asking for a lot of wisdom. Um, because I lacked it because, you know, he said he'll gladly give it to us without fault finding. I was like, Ooh, that's me right there. I need that. You know, cause I was just the best at making bad decisions. Yeah, dude, I could talk to you about this all day. I love this stuff, man. Like it's right at my road, but I want to really quickly, before we get on to talking about step four a little bit, uh, just tell us a little bit about PRP, uh, just kind of in a nutshell, man. So the people kind of and point them to where they might be able to find out some more info about it. Okay. So, um, I started PRP, uh, as pro recovery power. Uh, to help other people struggling with addiction. That was my my idea. The idea was me thinking of somebody other than myself, <laughs> yeah. really for once. Because of the pandemic, things were shut down. So I just made I made a page on Instagram, a new one geared toward recovery. I called it Pro Recovery Power. Posted inspirational stuff. Then I had the idea to go live. Now I got this platform with other people in recovery, other people who are sober. You know, um, because you know it doesn't matter to me. I'm a 12 stepper. I don't care how they got sober, what they did. If they want to struggle, they no longer do. I want to hear about it. I think people need to hear about that stuff. Uh, then, then I started doing that. I started making recovery clothing. Uh, created a website, YouTube page. I, I started to host recovery meetings through Zoom on Wednesday nights. Uh, I was doing panels in my area locally where I live. And then now I turned it into a nonprofit. We've been a nonprofit pretty recent, the last couple months. Uh, and I specifically did that so I can help people on a massive scale. You know, um, you know, it takes money. Let, let's be honest. It takes money to help people. You know, I mean, of course, I, I can give my time. I've been sponsoring for almost five years. But again, my obedience to God, I feel God, this, this is where he's wanted me to go. It's what he wanted me to do. And um, I said, okay. I said, okay, okay. You know, and the, and the thing about that is, you know, long after I'm gone, my son can carry this message for me That's through awesome. the nonprofit. And it can be generational, helping people and be, giving of service, you know, being of service, giving back. Um, so if you guys do want to um, check us out, you guys can check us out. It's uh, prorecoverypower.com. Or uh, you can find us on Facebook as well and also on Instagram. Uh, I am most active on Instagram, to be honest. Uh, But that's where you guys can go and check us out, see what we're all about. Sweet, man. Thanks so much, man. And uh, yeah, excited to see uh, what God's going to continue to do through you, man. But right now we're uh, we're talking about step four in, in our meetings. And so I would just love really quickly, what what would you share with, you know, I, and I know you really love this step four, um, uh, share a little bit about that and uh, give us some advice, man. Like what should we look out for? And, uh, and I mean, encourage us, you know, because a lot of us are scared of that step four. So uh, what's, what would you share about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. So um, I remember leading up to the fourth step uh, in the room, people, half of the room would say they're just deathly afraid of it. The other half would say they're excited about it. They, they had a lot of freedom. I focus on the people that said they had a lot of freedom from it. So, you know, through my addiction, I developed a certain way of thinking and I became a victim. Every, everything that ever happened to me that was negative, I got hurt, something, you know, it was always somebody else's fault. Uh, and, and I could justify it and I believed it. So when I got to my fourth step, I called it, it is my freedom step. And this is just my experience. Um, it has been, I, I don't want to say the, my favorite step, or, but I have gotten probably the most freedom out of that because 
I, what I really suffer from is the disease of me. Like, that's what I call it. Yeah. it, it the drugs and alcohol was always my solution. Never was my problem. Mm. You know, I, I had a thinking problem that manifested into a drug problem, yeah. into a drink problem, an anger problem, a control problem. Um, so going through my fourth step, I was excited. I was pumped, man. I couldn't wait. Uh, I met up with my sponsor. We started going through it. I started banging away. I had no resentments with the first inventory. No, no problem, man. I wrote a whole book. You know, like, like it's crazy Like how I just put, put my pen uh, to paper and just boom, I just started going. Um, and honestly, I, I wasn't trying to think this, that. I was just doing the next step. Okay, what do I do next? Do this, 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 this. I wasn't trying to figure anything out or see what I'm, how it's supposed to work. I didn't, you know, I just was, for the first time in my life, I was following directions. So I get through, uh, like, you know, the, the um, resentments, uh, the fear and sex inventory. And um, I complete it all. So, like, like, I can talk about this for a while, so I kind of <laughs> sum it up. Um, like long story short, I, I gained so much freedom out of that because I had proof on paper in my own handwriting. I, I no longer was a victim. You know, I stopped cutting myself and blaming the knife at this point. Yeah. I was 33 years old. And for the first time in my life, I was able to take responsibility for where I was at in my life. If I could see what my part was. I could see so much freedom. Mm. I can, it's just unexplainable. I wish you could just touch me yeah. and just, you. oh, I get if it, bro. You, get it, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's amazing though. But I went in there with an open mind. Uh, I went in there with honesty and I was willing. And and that's why I believe uh, I was, um, I got what the fourth step was designed to give basically. Yeah. So good, man. Um, yeah. And we could totally talk about this for a really long time, but uh, yeah, for the sake of time, man, um, ho- hopefully there's somebody listening and they're just starting out and uh, they're, they're just, you know, just showing up, man. Uh, what would you share with those people, the, the newcomers, man? Okay. I pretty much, I've always said the same thing. So if anybody listens to this, you guys identify um, like as an alcoholic or as a drug addict or any kind of addiction, gambling, uh, eating disorder, sex addiction, whatever it could be. Um, if you identify as these things, then, I mean, like I like I do, then you don't, we're not a strangers to hard work. I don't, what I always say is take massive action because we know how to do that. That's something that's not foreign to us. We know how to keep going to the bar, keep keep going to, <laughs> to these websites. We know yeah. how to keep calling the dope man and, you know, all these things. We know how to keep putting food in our mouth. We know we know how to take action. It's not, it's nothing new. It's just, it's just literally directing that energy in a different direction. Yeah. Really, that's really all it is. But it's so simple. But if we lack honesty, if we lack willingness, if we lack an open mind, we will, that will never happen. Yeah. That's why, you know, those things are, are uh, essentials for recovery. They're indispensable, meaning they're absolutely necessary. Yeah. So um, that's something I've always said is to take massive action because we can we can think sober. We can think this all day long. We can learn all this stuff and get all these degrees. If we never take action, mm-hmm. nothing will ever change. That's good, man. So true. Yeah, we gotta we got to put it to work for sure. Um, and then just one last thing before we go here, uh, my favorite person hopefully is listening right now. The person who, uh, told their friend, I don't know, hundred times, I'm not listening to that. I'm not interested in it. I don't need recovery. You know, I don't have struggles like that. I'm not, I don't use drugs or alcohol. You know, I'm just, you know, this, that, or the other. Um, and they, they don't see any reason to, to be in recovery. Uh, but for some reason they're listening right now because their friend uh, encouraged them to, uh, what would you share with those people, man? Honestly, I, w- I would, above everything, build a relationship with Jesus. Mm. I tell you what, you got a drug problem, build a relationship with Jesus. You got a money problem, build a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Eating problem, any kind of problem, he is the answer, yeah. period. Amen. Seeking after him, every th- that has changed my whole life. 
Everything in my life is different because of that. I'm literally a different human being because I sought after God. You know, I drew near to him and he drew near to me. Yeah. Everything the Bible told me didn't lie to me. Nothing in there lied to me. Everything I have done has given me the life I have I have today. You know, it's, and it all goes back to my obedience. You know, I, I was very disobedient. Yeah. I was I had bold resistance against authority, man. I, I just that that was just my mindset, you know. But through the process of renewing my mind, I, my life changed literally. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm a strong strong believer that uh, you know. Uh, in peer-to-peer groups, you know, having groups of people where I can go and get honest. And so would you, would you, do you agree? Do you kind of encourage, because I think everybody would benefit from coming to CR, some type of group, because church is great, absolutely, but we don't necessarily find all, always the the, <laughs> the most honest people yeah. or, or spaces to be able to be honest yes. about our stuff. So do you encourage everybody to, to be in a, a peer-to-peer group? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Find somebody or a group of people you absolutely trust. Yeah. Like like my sponsor. I trust that guy. He, yeah, he knows more about me than any other human being on this planet, including yeah. my wife. And it's because my wife, she just don't want to know. She's good. She, like, yeah. she wants to know enough and that's it. Yeah. You know, um, but that's so important. I believe people today need more people like that, that they can come and, and you know, throw up on, so to speak, yeah. you know, take all this information and they trust this person to, to know that they're not going to turn around and use it against them at a later date. Yeah. So I would pray for this person to come into your life. I'll ask God to bring this person to you that, that you can share everything. I mean, just uh, I mean, there's so much power, you know, in confessing and not suppressing. Yeah. But like I was living a lie for 20 years. That's why I lived. I lived a life for 20 years. That's why, you know, I because I believed the lie for 20 years, you know, right. really. But um, I mean, that is so crucial and important to find somebody or a group of people to show you support and hold you accountable. That's so important, man. man. Mm-hmm. I, I, wouldn't, a- I wouldn't be, honestly, this is, this is the God's truth. I would not be sitting here today um, without my sponsor. It's not because he, he's all up there, but because he, God placed him in my life specifically, like the way he sponsors me, I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's never, I've never felt like my free will was threatened by this man ever. Even if he knew I was gonna go off a cliff, he, he didn't he didn't grab me and say hey watch out don't go yeah. he, he he warned me but ultimately he allowed me to have my own experiences you know it's good man bro thank you so much for making the time today this is a, a wonderful time man god bless you god bless your family your, your one-year-old son man and just uh, the organization everything you're doing god bless you bro keep it going man uh reach out go to prorecoverypower.com go on instagram find him and follow along with what he's doing and uh man i love you bro and and, and keep it up i love you back bro mahalo Thank you for listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we encourage you to continue having conversations wherever you're at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.